And see, I was going to tell Josh. Now I don't. Now I'm going to actually have to text Josh and not just. I was going to tell him here. So I was going to ask him and have like a dialogue. But uh, there was a horror movie I seen recently that he would like. What is it? Uh, it's called He's Out There. Now I've not heard of that movie. I had not heard of it either, and my wife and I rented it, and it's actually probably the best original slasher film I've seen oh. in quite a while. Mm, slasher, I won't see it. It's not really a slasher, though. Like, I'm not giving any spoilers, but it's more... I'm not going to see it. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I tuned out as soon as you said horror movie. I heard the word slasher, and I was like, definitely not seeing it. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> It's it's more of a psychological horror than slasher. I okay. just say slasher I like, because I like psychological you know, horror. Um, all right, you hook Steph back in. Bring it home. I can do psychological horror. There are a lot of knives and like guts. No. Okay. It, like there's there's only like five instances of knives and guts. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to spoil. Okay, I will. Like you don't have what happens horror. in the movie by saying like. This many people die. Yeah, like it has it has tropes of a slasher, but it doesn't follow the body count's gonna start racking up kind of thing. It's more okay. This creepy motherfuckers out there and fucking with these people. Oh no, I don't like fucking with these people <laughs> movies. <laughs> I still think about the strangers almost every day. <laughs> well. In some aspect, it would be similar to that. Yeah, no. I can't. Um, Home invasion movies, like, I cannot not, do. Well, it, it, it makes me so upset. It, they may, it may, it, it, I don't know. Like, like it, it I heard the, the really I heard good. the plot synopsis of Funny Games, and I was like, no, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> can't do it. I only like horror movies about supernatural things, because I can, like, I know that's not really going to happen, but, like, actual, like, home invasion these stuff, I'm like, well, that could happen to me tomorrow, so I don't want to watch a movie about it. So, wait, would, would our take, my takeaway from that is you don't believe in ghosts? I do not believe in ghosts. Uh, I only believe in, like, nice ghosts. Casper's fine, but everybody else. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Brad Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Mike Bradley. Hi. And back for another fantasy filled adventure is Stephanie Brown. Oh, hello. <laughs> you guys nailed those intros. I just want to tell you that. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't sure whether or not I should put another Jeopardy clue something? in here or not. And let's just go ahead and do our Jeopardy category for the week. <laughs> um,. It's going to be the category of Stan Lee and dot, dot, dot. That's going to be a category covering the co-creators of many of the Marvel characters Ooh. that created them with Stan Lee. I am I might know two of those. Excellent. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, the more we talk about this Jeopardy thing, I'm getting real excited. I hope this, this <laughs> works out pretty well. And we don't, like, 
if we just record us failing at all these questions for an hour and a half, <laughs> we should just cash in our geek cards because it's going to be terrible. <laughs> Which is half of what I'm expecting. I'm expecting it to be that bad. I have it panned out just like a normal episode of Jeopardy. There is some gimme categories and there is some tough shit where you're going to say, what the fuck? But that's that's Jeopardy. Sometimes people run through a Jeopardy category and the people at home are like, I'm the smartest Jeopardy contestant because <laughs> they just you know went through the, the <laughs> why the why do the one. jeopardy viewers have a lisp <laughs> uh it was a character creation on the spot i just went with it you know I, I didn't i didn't put a lot of depth of thought into the lisp jeopardy watcher character um are you gonna give us your best trebek impression whenever this finally happens i was thinking i would give you my best impression of will ferrell doing trebek as opposed <laughs> to you know actually doing trebek so we're going to get more shit on during the course of the game is what you're saying. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Um, all right. So Steph is here again, sticking it out for another episode of what we're <laughs> uh, calling the uh, never seen that segments. So if you haven't listened to this before, it's a segment where we try to find a piece of pop culture. Someone hasn't seen before that we believe they probably should have. And then we end up talking sort of like, well, we try to talk about what they know about it beforehand. We'll watch it, and then we'll talk about it after. Uh, probably, I don't know, probably three, four weeks ago, Steph confessed to me that she hadn't seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so we decided to turn that experience on for the podcast. Um, we did Fellowship of the Ring, which should be out now. You can listen to that one. Um, I hope that it's out before this one comes out. Is, yeah, I did <laughs> put it up yesterday, so it should be should be out there now. So by the time they listen to this, it will be out. Um, so yeah, and Steph is living remotely, so we have to do this remotely, so we don't get to record before the movie, we're all, we're doing all the recordings after, so we don't get to hear what we think she might know beforehand, we're just getting all the afterthoughts, so we'll keep doing it that way. We, the last episode, Steph, we talked about, uh, talked about how she avoided Lord of the Rings, so if you want to <laughs> go back and get some background information, you can tune into the Fellowship episode and get that information, and then after we finished Fellowship... I think it's uh, pretty safe to say that Steph had kind of a hard time watching that one. <laughs> uh, That's true. So, and I think just to, to make sure we have the details right, I don't think you didn't watch the extended of Fellowship. So I'm assuming you no. did not watch the extended of Two Towers, correct? I watched this one on Stars, and I, I don't know. I don't think it was the extended okay. version. I'm assuming the extended version was longer than three hours. Yeah, I feel like the yes. extended you kind of have to like really look Bye. to find. That if you're yeah. just finding it on a movie channel, it's probably the theatrical version. So, I was actually surprised on something similar recently with Amazon uh, Prime. When they, it was probably about two months ago, they added Watchmen to their like their um, library of movies to watch. Mm -hmm. and they added all three versions of Watchmen. They added oh, like, normal okay. theatrical. And then they added, like, mm -hmm. the extended, and then they added the full story that had, like, the cartoon parts of it, too. Huh. And I was I was really surprised by that. Like, I've never seen... And I haven't seen them do it for Lord of the Rings or anything else, but... Yeah, that would definitely be the exception, then, because I don't remember seeing that, either. And I'd also like to point out that you said she's living remotely. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you, you know, not living not... in either of yours' houses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's not with us or around us. 
Yeah, I know. I just it just struck me as something funny to hear somebody say she's living remotely <laughs> as though she's Robinson Crusoe in the woods. <laughs> I am living in metropolitan St. Louis. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, where are we go? Uh, so I think we ended the the last episode saying that we expected her to enjoy Two Towers more. So let's start there, Steph. Did you enjoy the Two Towers more than Fellowship? Yes, I did. <laughs> All right, a lot a more start. or a little more. Uh, medium about more. <laughs> okay, that's... That's, that's more great. than I expected, so we will take it. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think one of the questions I forgot to ask after, or near the end of the, the last episode we did, was if you had any predictions for the next movie. Was there anything that you sort of thought... Well, I think we texted after, the sh- after we recorded, and I don't remember what we talked about, but... Was there anything that you sort of expected to happen after Fellowship that maybe paid off in this movie? Anything you got right? I expected Gandalf to not really be dead. That was the biggest one. And I expected a giant tree person to show up, so I was right <laughs> about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and I thought Gollum would probably be a bigger thing in the next one because I hear about him a lot and he wasn't really in the first one very much. Right. That was it. That was really the extent of the predictions that I had. So there you go. You're three for three. Yeah. So you're, you're, yeah, giant yeah. tree person. Really <laughs> right on with that one. That one I just got came to me in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the for Fellowship too. You were talking about how the characters felt kind of flat. So I don't. Mm-hmm. Did they feel any better for you in this movie? Anybody stick out to you a little bit better? No. I mean, I think that Gollum is a hundred percent the most interesting character in this series <laughs> so far. He's the only person, I, a person, thing, former Hobbit that has, I don't know, any nuance. I don't think anyone else really does, for the most part. Pretty much people are, like, cut and dry. They have a personality. Maybe maybe Frodo has the most, like, inner turmoil of anybody. <laughs> but I found Gollum to be actually very fascinating as a character. I think, that I mean, that's spot on, um, as far as Gollum being the most deep character that you've dealt with so far. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when you get to the third movie, some of these characters' stories start to pan out more, and you get to learn more about each one of them. But up to this point, yeah, Gollum, you know, is, I think, very well done. This is all really one big story. And so... As you get the characters more and more fleshed out through each chapter of the story, I think it's much better for some, and some will remain fairly static and not very dynamic, but still fun. Like, I, okay. I personally, I, I don't think Gimli was ever a very deep and dynamic character, <laughs> but Gimli is fun. Gimli's a, you know, he's a funny character, he's fun to have around. Um... But I'm surprised that you didn't find any depth in Sam at all yet. Uh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's definite. I mean, I thought that the, his his and uh, Frodo's like debates about Gollum's intentions were interesting. Um, but I see them more as two sides of two sides of a debate, and not. I'm. And I mean, the problem is also that I only saw it once. Like, yeah. and I bet if I watched it, like, a bunch of times, I would really, like, get more out of it. Um, because sure. I'm, the first time I'm just sort of trying to figure out what's happening, and there's so much going on, and there's so many characters that just, like, trying to get a hang of what's happening is hard. 
Uh, and so it's also a hundred percent possible that people have more depth that I'm giving them credit for. <laughs> I just it would take me watching it a couple more times to like be able to pay more attention to like character motivations and change over time. And that's why I think this is fun for us because we've seen it numerous times that we're we're trying to get that stuff out of you, but for someone seeing it for the first time, it's interesting to hear what you pick up on and what you don't and what requires almost like repeat viewings to see. Yeah. Well, and I think in this in, in Two Towers specifically, the world that they're in expands so greatly, so quickly, yeah. that it could be overwhelming to try and figure out what the hell it all is going on. Because it goes from, like, you know, a, a band of travelers seeking the mountain in the distance to go and destroy this ring, to now there's Rohan and Gondor and Isengard and all these different places that are actively participating in this story that all pop up in this one movie and putting all of them together will take more than one viewing understanding yeah. what what all's going on yeah i think we talked about last time too how it's a little bit harder for Steph for you with the the whole group together you weren't really sure how you felt about the big group for the fellowship now yeah, everybody... oh, this is split in three. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is that any better for you, or would you still find it hard to follow and didn't really care for anybody? No, I mean, the three thing was interesting. I didn't... I, I wasn't really understanding what was happening with the tree stuff. I mean, I was like, I guess this is happening. But, like, it would just flash back to them. I was like, they're just still still being held by this giant tree. Is anything else happening in this story? Pacing-wise, I think that's the part of the movie that slows down for me. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in the forest. <laughs> It's necessary, um, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's a slog. I read that there was originally, well, one that originally, it was supposed to be two movies, and the second movie sort of had to be, like, taken from the other two original movies. Uh, that was what I read in my research today. Um, and so maybe that was a a function of that. Um, and everybody, like, even the people who didn't like the movie and the reviews I read, like, thought that the battle scene was really impressive yeah. yeah and i can see that like intellectually but like battle scenes are not my thing so i was like <laughs> that's the most interesting part of the movie it's gonna go over let's get i'm like yeah it's a battle scene <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh oh go ahead well i was just gonna say i think it visually especially for when it was made again this is another issue with oh catching yeah. up on it after but it's visually hard. i know they're able you know, and you can slow down those scenes and see all the individual, you know, orcs that are lined up outside of Helm's Deep. That it was very impressive to see yeah. at the time. For sure. Um, I, I mean, the motion capture that... with Andy Circus is also really. Wow. I mean, groundbreaking for this movie. Yes, and it's Andy Circus as well, so yeah. you know you're getting quality. Um,. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I no, you're good. Oh, I don't remember. cut off your train of thought there. I think my train. Just, of thought? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. No, I was just to say going going back to Gollum. I think Steph, you and I were talking. I think maybe when you were watching it too, that the uh, about the motion capture and stuff, how well that might hold up over the years. Because, like we said at the time, that was groundbreaking stuff. Visually, it looked amazing. Andy Serkis's motion capture was was he he wasn't like Oscar nominated or anything for that, right? That was a big thing that he was there were 
still trying to yeah, figure no, out how didn't. to nominate people for that kind of stuff, but it was always something he sh- probably should have got nominated for. It's something they should have eventually a category named after him for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I think every year that he does something, people are like, we need to figure out a way to award yeah. him something <laughs> yeah. for his work he's doing. Honestly, he he deserves Academy Awards for his work as Gollum and Caesar. Yeah. Um, the, you know, Snoke and some of the other characters, not really Oscar worthy, but those two definitely are worthy of awards. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Steph, I was, I think we're, Again, talking about how well that held up to you. Did you think that held up over, since it's been, now I don't remember when, what year Two Towers came out, but I know it's been over 10 years. 2002. Yeah, yeah, okay, 16 years. So how well does that stuff visually hold up for you? Okay, so at first I was, could not, like, look at Gollum. Like, it was totally freaking me out, like, on a visceral (laughs) level. Like, his creepy bone. Like, he was like a baby, like a preemie baby, but with, like, bones, and it was, I didn't like it. But... (laughs) When I like got more into his character, I like could look past like how cre- viscerally creepy I thought that his uh his body looked. Okay. <laughs> um, but I definitely like was really fascinated by that character. So I mean, Andy Serkis did a great job like conveying uh like the multiplicity of that character. I thought it was really impressive. And I used to work at a agency that where we repped a lot of mocap actors, and so uh I mean, just seeing like an early version of it was really cool yeah and you made an observation too when we were texting oh yeah so i was wondering while i was watching it if Gollum was supposed to be an addiction metaphor um especially with the way that sam and frodo were arguing over how to treat him and like there were a couple times where sam was like don't call like we can't trust him like he's just a lost cause and frodo would be like no like we have to give him credit or we have to like treat him like a person and it, to me it sounded very much like like an addiction sort of a metaphor because like he's addicted to the ring and like it sort of like lost his uh lost everything to it um and everybody who comes in contact with it it seems like that's maybe part of the analogy right. happening yeah mm-hmm. yeah because uh, I-, I found an article where andy circus said that that's what he was playing but i don't know if that was in the like it was part of the book or not that's yeah. That was what I wasn't sure. I I because I never read the book, so I didn't wasn't sure if that was inherent in the writing of the book, if the if the credit should go to Tolkien or if that was Andy Serkis and Peter Jackson trying to decide how to portray this character. I that's what they used. I'd call it a little of both. Um, the I think the character is portrayed in that way, um, but I don't think the character is portrayed in that way in the book. It doesn't feel intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like that, it feels like it feels like he's writing it as though the ring has the power over him, uh-huh. and I think it's something that we are able to relate in that way, based on what we now know about drug addiction and what we see with it in the world today, and we're able to make that connection to the work now. That I think he was perhaps unintentionally doing that. Yeah. At the, you know, when he was writing it, but can't say for sure. I've never actually um heard whether there was any opinion made by Tolkien or any statement from Tolkien about whether or not he was writing Gollum as mm-hmm. an addiction metaphor or not. Um 
think it was like something I realized watching the movie, but I never like consciously made that connection. And then she texted that to me and I was like, Ooh, that's really good. And then immediately afterwards, she just sent me this article like, here it is. He just talks exactly <laughs> about this. I was like, well, you've done your part. <laughs> I was like, Oh good. I didn't make this up. He yeah. Actually, that was who it was like he was going for in the performance. So there you go. It came across exactly the way it was intended. Yeah. Such a good actor. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I can't remember if we talked before on the those apes movies that he's done, but God damn it, they're so good. Yeah, I haven't seen those either. Oh, add them to the <laughs> list. If for an Andy Circus fan, it's absolutely cannot miss. It's. I know. Yeah, Steph, I'm going to start a running list for you. We'll get through what we want to. I have so many. <laughs> I know. You don't have enough podcasts for me to watch all the movies that people are appalled that I. Have. <laughs> we might start have to just doing trilogies and groups. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. well, yeah. We could do that, or I'll just watch them and you can just talk to me on the phone. Like you don't have to make a podcast. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we'll just we'll, report back on your general opinion. And yeah, we yeah. can we can be a little bit selective. We'll just try to get through your your list here, and we'll pick which ones we may or may not want to talk about on the show. Yes, even if we get through uh, half I'll, of them, that's a good amount of <laughs> podcast material. <laughs> we'll just start a separate podcast called Stephanie hasn't seen this. <laughs> Every episode will just be me talking about a movie I haven't seen. <laughs> I'd, I'd listen to that. That'd be perfectly fine with me. You and my mom would listen to that podcast. <laughs> it's just like my podcast, so it's all fine. We'll just trade does listeners your, back and forth. Does your mom listen to this podcast? Actually, no. I don't think she knows how to find this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> my mom listens to it when I'm on it, so. I will take it. My mom still Your mom's has internet a flip famous, phone. too, because your mom was on the Ghostbusters one with us. She was, yes. Mike, we cut you off. What did you say? I was. My mom still has a flip phone, so is oh, <laughs> whether or not my probably... mom listens. It's an absolute no. <laughs> you can you can email her links to the podcast. She can listen to it on the computer. I don't even think she checks email. I don't... <laughs> She's probably much happier than us. All. <laughs> That's yeah. Avoiding probably the internet, half of like, the I, problems. I, avoiding the internet could lead to happiness, but I don't think that it's a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, all right, bring it back around. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steph, did you have any? Was there anything that seemed uh, predictable for you for this story? Were there any surprises during your viewing? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, just curious. Except for like, oh man, this went in an interesting and totally different direction. Yeah, because I don't, um, you know, I don't know if the story's just for someone new watching it. If the story's pretty straightforward, or if there's any twists and turns that sort of caught them off guard. Uh. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the biggest twist is like Gandalf coming back, which you predicted at the end of Fellowship was going to happen. So, yeah, that was a that was a nature of the casting, though, and I didn't think they'd cast Ian McKellen in a part that would only be in the first movie. It could have been major misdirection. They could have done that just to throw eh. you off the scent for later on. That's true. Like the Drew Barrymore scream casting. Yeah, see, that's true. They've done it before. Yeah, in that one movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if I had time, I could think about others, but off the top of Sean my head, Sean Bean that's... in Game of Thrones. Oh, that's true. Sean Bean in everything. Yeah, I know. And the problem with this movie is, like, every five minutes, I'm like, "This reminds me of Game of Thrones. This reminds me of Harry Potter." Like, <laughs> so much stuff has come after it that reminds me of it. Well, uh, that's because so many the of the people of the that movie. wrote these things yeah. were basing them on Tolkien. Even yeah, Star exactly. Wars. I mean, they said in some respect they based it on what Tolkien did. And yeah. 
Which so is the problem with any groundbreaking thing is that if you watch it too late, everything else is copied off of it, and you're like, oh, I've seen this before, yeah. but only because it was the thing that made <laughs> all the other things happen. I mean, Game of Thrones probably isn't a series without Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Not a, it's They have so much in common. Yeah. I say that as someone um, who hasn't watched Game of Thrones, so I have no, nothing to stand on besides the comparisons. You need to watch obvious. Game of Thrones, but I'll... You seem like a person who would really like Game of Everyone Thrones. Everyone says that, but <laughs> it, when, at this point, whatever. I'll, I'll get to it if I get to it, but I'm not bending over backwards to try to watch it. I'll tell you this. You watch season one, and then the next time I talk to you, you'll be like, well, when the fuck is season eight coming out? And you'll be like, <laughs> um, you'll turn into Gollum. You'll be on your your addiction thing. If I go down that path, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, like I can't stomach Game of Thrones, but it's really good. <laughs> I think that's after. that's more the part of it for me is I probably wouldn't be able to stomach it either. Oh, uh, okay. There's not a yeah. lot of gore in Game of Thrones. Oh yes, there is. There's <laughs> so much gore. No, there's gore no. in every episode. No, no. Yes. No. Oh my god, I saw like someone's guts come out of them. People are beheaded all the time. See, see, People get raped all the time. That's it's not that's not for me. Show to watch. <laughs> but it's not every episode. It's you know, almost every episode. I I feel like usually stuff happens like slowly, and you get a lot of like slow episodes, and then all the gore and all the craziness happens all at once. Yeah, I feel like you're misremembering. And I feel like those are probably the very momentum momentous episodes that I should watch, and those are the ones that I would likely would like to avoid. But uh, but the characterization of Game of Thrones, like the people, are super interesting. Like it's a really it's a good show. Fair enough. Yeah, I again, I'm probably not going to go out of my way to watch it, but if I happen to go down that way, I will let each of you know, and probably Josh and everybody else that's been bugging me about this for years. Spoiler it, alert, the, the, you know, <laughs> I can't even do it, because if you do watch it, then it's spoiling it for you. Yeah, so see, dude. then just save it. You're right. <laughs> what is your spoiler alert? There's so many things it could be. <laughs> yeah, I already know Sean Bean bites it, so. I was thinking the last scene that we get before... When now that we're waiting. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I just had people tell be, me about it. There might even be people listening to the show that haven't caught up completely, so if it's that recent, I don't know if I'd... It's not really that recent, though. Well, still. Because I'd... they're making us wait forever for the last season. Either way, it, it's like we'll just play it safe. Now. Keep keep it to yourself. I feel so cool that there's something that I've seen that you haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's other stuff, too. We just haven't dug that far down to find it. I mean, geek stuff. Related. Oh, fair enough. Like, I would have assumed that you were really into Game of Thrones. Yeah, I never. I didn't do that one. I don't do Walking Dead, which I get shit on for all the time too. Walking Dead sucks. So <laughs> <that's> okay, <laughs> it's not a good show. <laughs> it was. Was it? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Maybe I and I watched it for a few seasons, and I was like, "This show isn't good. Why do I keep watching it? I don't enjoy it." Honestly, well. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll let him steer us back. But after season three, yeah. it went way downhill. Was that the farm season? That was the last season I watched. That was season two. Oh, really? That was that <laughs> early? Maybe yeah. I watched half the prison season. Yeah. I that season. Anyways, it's all gibberish to me. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anyways, back around. Um. I know we asked this the last time. I'm going to ask again, just in case. And I, even though I have a feeling I probably know where your answer's going. Favorite character now? Ugh. I think Gollum's my favorite character. He's, like, he's the only one you've really talked about at any length. So. I know! I really like him. I felt so sad for him at the end. Like, I almost cried. <laughs> oh, we might actually get some emotions out of you for this movie. 
I was like, poor little guy. He's tried so hard, but he has this <laughs> evil person inside of him. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's times like this I wish I was there watching it with you because I want to see you talking to the television. <laughs> oh, no, I was like very affected by his story. Nobody else's. Like everyone else, I'm like, meh, whatever. <laughs> All right, so this could be a fun uh, follow-up question then. Least favorite character. Ugh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think I feel strongly enough about anybody to have a least favorite character. <laughs> there was none of them that you just like hated so much or just not even warm tongue. I mean, I guess, but you need a bad people. Oh, what I thought was interesting is that sorry, I read like the Wikipedia articles about a bunch of stuff to try to like jog my memory. <laughs> um, and they said in they, the Wikipedia people said in the book that uh, the king Whose name I'm going to pronounce wrong because I can't remember it. Theoden or whatever. That's pretty close enough. The the main king uh, wasn't under a magical spell in the books. He was just like depressed and being manipulated. But in the movie, he was like actually being possessed by Saruman. Which I think is a a really interesting distinction that like there could be meaning read into. Yeah. Oh, there's, like, different political implications with being magically possessed and being, like, politically manipulated. Well, it, it, Wormtongue was mentally and politi- politically manipulating him in the books. It wasn't as okay. simple as, like, oh, they're out to get you. It was, like, he was very good um, at changing the king's mind about things that should be very obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that That's the best way I can put it. Is like he, it was as though he had some supernatural power to do it, but it was never laid out that he actually did. Okay. Interesting. At least that's the way it seemed to me. It's been a while since I read it, but that's the way I would remember it. Or to me, it just like echoes into like our current moment in different ways. With like, it's like the difference between like, oh, these people are just so stupid they're being brainwashed into doing this stuff, versus, I don't know, like political manipulation is really insidious. I don't know. I like. I don't. Know, I just think it's an interesting sort of like. It's like a slight distinction, but there's like interesting meaning in that right. distinction between the two things. See, Lord of the Rings is timeless. No, yeah. I mean, I think that <laughs> the Saruman thing is very. And, like, the the way they were manipulating that. See, this is the problem if we try to talk about it with not remembering stuff. <laughs> that kingdom into, like, doing what they wanted them to. Right. I thought that that political <laughs> analogy was, was an interesting storyline. Gotcha. And, I mean, you, you see, even in the Two Towers, the reason they were doing this to Rohan, why Saruman targeted Rohan, is because of their military strength. Mm-hmm. Because of the riders, the Rohirrim, in their uh, okay, um, they, they have the ability to stop the armies of Isengard, and okay. trying to keep them out of that, trying to suppress them passively as opposed to actively with military might. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was also the other most interesting thing, I think, in the movie. Okay. Was that storyline. 
Uh, I was severely disappointed by the only other woman that's been on screen so far. It's like everyone, every woman who comes on screen just falls in love with Aragon. It's like (laughs) their only, uh, their only plot point. (laughs) And she said like, she had like one good line and that was it. I was like, ugh, really? (laughs) Yeah, we'll come back to that for the next movie, I think. Yes. For sure. that, 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 Uh, That overall is the most irritating thing about the entire story to me. Is that they're all falling for Aragorn? One, there's no women except for those two, and yeah, their like main plot device is just like they're just there to like be pretty <laughs> and help the men. Well, for all we know, Gimli could be a woman in hiding because, as he says, you know, even the dwarf men sometimes can't tell the difference between dwarf women and dwarf men. Yeah, yeah. I also think it's interesting that they there's like a race called men. But then they'll, like, say elf men, like, as a gender. So I'm like, I don't understand the <laughs> distinction between those two words is in this world. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that before. And I don't think I have a good answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> they say they elf men? Or they, well, they said, like, you can't tell the difference between elf men and elf women. They don't say males and females. Well, oh, like, yeah, dwarf And then men, there's, like, men, men okay, yeah, is, like, gotcha. a race of people. So it, it's, like, a weird, I don't know. It's a weird conflation. I feel like human is the race, though. Like, they, they just... But they don't call them humans. They call them men. <laughs> That's true. Another irritating thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The gender stuff in this movie is extraordinarily frustrating, but... Well, I mean, that, that, that's something else that could be said, is I don't know how to tell the difference. Because, one, we never get a confirmation on whether we see it or not. But the difference between, an, you know, a female orc and a male orc... I I wouldn't know how to tell the difference. Yeah. As far as I know, there's no such thing as a female orc that we see in existence. Also, because they're just born from the friggin' ground, I don't think that the women are necessary in orc mm. genetics. Yeah. Um, strangely enough. Which is weird. But... <laughs> there's a lot see, of weird we're shit we're finding areas that orcs. you'd never thought about before either, Mike. <laughs> Well, yeah. If I see something, the first thing I'm going to think about is gender. It's my area of study. <laughs> so. No, no, that, that, that's perfectly fine. And I understand where you're coming from. But the, the other point I would make is of the main characters that we deal with um, that are still alive, that are actual like main parts of the story... Are there any other human men that these women have to have an interest in? Oh, I mean, it's not like, like, I don't understand why they would be into Viggo Mortensen. I mean, he's a very attractive man. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's mad I think that they're swooning just... over him, but she's at home swooning over him. I, no, no, no. <laughs> or like, it's just another movie where the women in the movie's only, like, only plot point is that they are helping or in love with the main man character like they don't have any really anything else going on yeah i again i'll say this is a trilogy (laughs) and it is one whole story um so i think your opinion on that will change after the next film when you get to go with probably not gonna change (laughs) all that much i don't think they're gonna populate the entire third movie with only women characters no no it's it's not that i okay i'm not saying they're going to add a lot of women characters i'm (laughs) saying what they do with the women characters they have is not it it, it comes more full circle in the third film you get a better 
arc. Understanding of them. Yeah. Uh, you, we'll see. You get a, you, 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 they complete <laughs> the characters, let's say. I always just think it's funny that fantasy authors can, like, imagine these fantastical worlds, but they can't imagine, like, more than two women in those <laughs> worlds. Like, they just don't, they, like, it's not even probably a conscious thing. Like, they just can't, like, this, this doesn't even come into their brain. <laughs> Again, this was wrote, uh, you know, the, the, the book, uh, whatever year it was, 1930, whatever, that it was wrote. So, definitely different times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I understand. It's different time. But women were still 50% of the population in the 1930s. I mean. <laughs> they were. But I, I feel know, like there was still a lot of. I feel after. like. Yeah, I was going to say. I feel like at the time there was still a lot of people that were angry that women were voting. Oh, yeah. The, totally. <laughs> at that time in our history, there were, you know, they had been voting very long and there were still some people upset about that. And there was not. It was not an equal time. <laughs> okay, yes. so for somebody writing at the time with the general mindset of the time, it's not surprising to see it that way because they only seen men in positions of power their entire life. That's all they were ever presented with. And to see a fantasy writer writing with only the men doing battle, only the men in positions of power, so on and so forth, at a time when... That's probably all Tolkien had ever known. Whether he was openly sexist or not, I don't think we can say. Because it's not... It's based on his own learning at the time, which was just a completely... Not the best of times. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. totally understand that. I understand history. Uh, it's like who gets to make movies in Hollywood and who doesn't I mean this movie was made in 2000 like there's a reason that they're making Tolkien's movies and not a woman author's movies that's still I mean Hollywood still has a uh, has a gender slant towards men getting to tell their stories and women not being able to tell their stories yeah. I don't want to get like into a whole rant about it but <laughs> oh, I mean no, no, it's no. still I, I understand still your thing. point I understand <laughs> your point you're not wrong like it, it, it it's just the story in general is all I would defend. I'm not going to get into the whole Hollywood thing. That's not worth arguing about. That's just the the truth. That's just the way the world is now still. Yeah. Unfortunately or not, it's just the truth. Um, uh, but, I mean, like, I can understand, like, yes, Tolkien wrote this in the 1930s. It's the reason that I can't connect to this story, I think, any better. Like, I can't be like, oh, I'm just going to put myself in the 1930s state of mind and, like, don't let this one. <laughs> well, no, I mean. It's always going to irritate me. <laughs> I, 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 and I can understand that, but I would say with Return of the King, Tolkien does a lot more than anybody else at his time had done to empower women in stories. I mean, besides, like, the suffragists and, like, women activists. But, yes, I'm, no, I understand I'm talking about telling saying. stories. I'm talking about fiction. I'm talking about, like, you know, men writing popular fiction. I'm not talking about obvious real things that go that happen. That, that Those are much more Okay. Important. I'll reserve my judgment for the third film. <laughs> I have stars for one more month so I can watch the third movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any other questions to get through. Um, even though I think we've we've hit a lot of these points, stuff. Was there anything else you didn't like that you want to tag? Okay, I didn't like the whole tree storyline. I mean, that was just I didn't understand why we kept going back there. 
It was boring. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, like uh, I said, that's definitely a slow part of the movie that drags. I I just had so I, just, I have like my questions that pop up every time I watch something that where I'm like I know I should be suspending my disbelief like have they just been in this forest this whole time <laughs> how are they eating like what are they doing because like lots of stuff would be happening in all the other storylines and they come back to them and they'd be still being like in the clutches of this tree yeah like, I don't know what's going I on. <laughs> think in that respect at the very least um. It's not so much suspension of disbelief as it is that time is a little bit convoluted. Yeah. And that <laughs> where we're seeing actions happen may not exactly be concurrently at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. That that was my take, at least, with the tree thing. Because he's just walking and walking and walking. And then they start bitching at the trees because the trees are taking too long to talk. And it's like, how, how long did that really take? Like, at what point, you know, like... The only things that you, like, have definitive proof for happening concurrently are the battles at Helm's Deep and the trees attacking Isengard. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. What's the thing? The movie establishes that the trees are very slow, so I wouldn't be surprised if it takes them that long to just accomplish anything. I mean, they're trees. It makes sense. They're probably not very dexterous. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think there's anything else I was like super irritated by. I don't know if we'll get an answer from you for this, but any favorite moments? Not characters, just anything that happened that you liked. Favorite moments? I don't know. I think the problem is that I watched it a week ago and didn't write down my favorite moments <laughs> while I was watching it. So, so I'm keep sure some of these questions in mind moment. for the next one. So I will. I know. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, I think we've got most of mine. Mike, you got anything else for her? Um. What did you make of the change from Gandalf to being a gray wizard to a white wizard? I honestly didn't get it. Like, I didn't understand. Like, I knew he was resurrected, but other than that, I didn't really follow, like, what change he went through. Or what is the difference between a, what is a white wizard? Like, what does that mean? Okay. Um, Damn, now I'm not sure if I'm going to spoil anything or not. (laughs) Is it a thing that comes into play in the third movie? Um, I can't remember if that's Extended Edition Two Towers or if that's Return of the King. Oh, uh, okay. That's what, like, if it's Extended Edition Two Towers, I'll happily explain it. If it's in Return of the King, I really don't want to okay. ruin it. And I'm trying to remember. I guess it was a thing I'm supposed to know. I don't know um, if they actually really get into much detail about it either. As far as the movie's concerned, anyway. Okay, it's in one of the extended editions that you get the full story of what happens to Gandalf after the Balrog whips him down into the pit. Like as you know, as in the in Fellowship when Gandalf gets pulled down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's in one of the extended editions where they give you a a good long treatment of what happens from there until he ends up a white wizard. Um, but the basically white wizards are significantly more powerful okay um significantly more pure supposed to be which is why saruman's corruption is a big deal um, because a white wizard is supposed to have experienced either death or near death and overcome incredible odds to be imbued with the power of a white wizard and have a 
deeper respect and understanding of the world kind of thing. Like, even more so than a Grey Wizard would. Okay. Um, like, let me... So was, was Grey Wizard already a distinction? Hold on. Uh, Brian wanted to cut me off. I don't want to... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, get, answer hers first, and then I'll, I'll jump in after. Was Grey Wizard already a distinction in what way, do you mean? Like, are you saying that white wizards are, like, sort of like a higher echelon than gray? Was gray already, like, an echelon of wizard? Or was go from, that like, the red belt to the black name? belt type of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was Gandalf the gray before he was Gandalf the white. And that meant something. I thought Gandalf the gray just meant, like, he had gray hair. Which <laughs> 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 that was, like, a wizard distinction. <laughs> um, yeah, he's... Is, is the wizards that we meet in the movie series that you may encounter. I don't... Have you watched the Hobbit movies? No. I uh, mean, the beginning of one, but not the whole thing. Okay. So you meet Gandalf, who is a gray wizard. You, you meet Gandalf becoming a white wizard. Saruman is a white wizard. And you meet Radagast in the Hobbit movies, who is a brown wizard. Okay. Um, The brown wizards, like Radagast, is are of nature. They are... Like, he is very much at one with nature. He's rather disgusting. Um, there's like birds nesting in his hat and bird shit all okay. down through his beard and stuff. He's not... He's he's definitely a woodsy dude. Uh, <laughs> is a good way to put it. Um, Radagast, the woodsy dude. Yeah, Radagast, the, wood- the woodsy. <laughs> um, a, a gray wizard, it, it's just a... It's just kind of a step down. It's not... They're more colloquial as gray okay. wizards. You know, that's why you see him cavorting about with the hobbits. And, you know, they're just kind of... They're powerful, but they're... I don't know, it's hard to explain. No, it's okay. That's helpful. Alright, so I'm going to jump in, because I don't know if I'm interpreting this right either. Because I haven't read the books or, or checked out any other knowledge, like knowledge or information about the stuff so i the the whole hierarchy thing is is news to me too but i always saw the white wizard as sort of like the highlander like there can only be one and when saruman gets corrupted he's no longer the pure white wizard so when gandalf dies he sort of inherits that mantle and becomes the new one am i interpreting that correctly does that make sense i don't remember if that was um so, like, when Saruman becomes a bad books, guy, he is no mean, longer the White Wizard. He might look white and have powers like a White Wizard, but he is not the White Wizard. When Gandalf comes back, right. he is the so, White Wizard. Yeah, so, like, the world is seeking a new White Wizard. Correct, So yes. Gandalf is he fills the selected the void. choice. That may be the case. I don't remember something like that in the books, but that's actually a good interpretation of it that I actually really like and. I think I'm going to adopt that view on it. Because <laughs> that, that was how I saw it, but the whole you explaining the hierarchy thing couldn't be an explanation for it, too. So well, either, I either mean, way, even I with the hierarchy sense. explanation of, like, the White Wizards being the pure, being the most powerful and all that, that doesn't mean that you're wrong. You know what I mean? Okay. Because yeah, yeah. It, it, in the books, there only ever is Saruman and Gandalf at one time described as White Wizards, and if you're assumption is correct that because he was corrupted Saruman was no longer the white wizard and that Gandalf was the white wizard um which is why like you see the difference when they reveal like like um Saruman like that's actually a really good explanation for it is Saruman's reaction 
to him revealing, like, you know, oh, Gandalf the Grey, you have no power heal. Right. And he's like, but I'm Gandalf the White. And then he's like, oh, shit. Because in like, Saruman's mind, he is the White Wizard, so there can't be another one. Right. So, yeah, I could see that. So when he reveals himself as Gandalf the White, it's, you know, Saruman takes that instant of like, oh, shit, I don't have all these powers the way I thought I did. Right. I just know how to do this stuff. And yeah. the universe is chosen against me. I like it. Uh, I, I like this train of thought <laughs> you're on there. Does that help you, Steph? Yes, okay. that makes sense. Um, Anything else for her, Mike? Um... Do you now understand, finally, when people say potatoes? Is that... <laughs> I'd never heard anyone say that before. Oh, no. There's so... memes everywhere. There's lots of memes. There's lots of memes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is in this movie, right? The Son of Return of the King thing. I think. Yeah, I think it's this one. Okay. When he gets all angry about the... Uh, I can kind of... Mm-hmm. Yells at him like, oh man, I've been missing memes, I guess. Or maybe I've seen them, I just haven't stuck, so I was like, didn't know what they meant. Yeah, you got the Sean Bean meme in the first one, so. Yes, I see that one a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the meme. <laughs> now I'm trying to think if there's, a, if there's a specific meme from Return of the King that you should keep your eye out for. That I can't think of any off the top of my head. So many memes. Honestly, I'm not sure where some of like all of them come from. Like some of them, I see and I'm like, I'm not sure which movie that actually is. <laughs> I'm sure you can just type "Return" like Google search. Yeah, Return of the yeah. King meme. Well, hell, that I mean, that's one of my favorite subreddits is the prequel memes for Star Wars. <laughs> it has like six hundred thousand members of prequel memes. It's all just Jesus. different prequel memes to fucking laugh at. It's great. <laughs> uh, Steph, you have any questions or anything that you need clarified from us? That wizard one was one of the made ones. Okay. We knocked it out of the park. Next. Woot. I think that was it. <laughs> I've gone through all my notes. <laughs> okay. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Uh, what do you expect for the next movie, then? That was going to be the one I leave us with, too. I mean, I expect that they're going to get to Mordor, right? <laughs> Probably. That's where they're all heading. <laughs> yeah, they, you, they all die at the gate. A they get there, and it's just, an epi- boom. Epic fail. Oh, I expect... I mean, it's got to be a happy ending. I mean, it's like a straightforward good and evil story. I'm assuming it has to end with the good triumphing over evil. You think everybody's going to die, but they're going to succeed? Any any deaths on the table? Uh, I know that no hobbits die, because I read an interview that I probably shouldn't have read already. Oh, spoilers. Uh, I read like a 20 mind-blowing facts about the Lord <laughs> of the Rings series, and one of them was that uh, originally was that Miramax and Harvey Weinstein really wanted them to kill a hobbit and i'm assuming <laughs> since that was one of the facts that no hobbits die <laughs> but maybe i'm wrong <laughs> i just find it funny like harvey weinstein really wanted them to kill a hobbit <laughs> it's, it's like fuck that just sounds like <laughs> well let me ask you this steph if you had to put anybody on the chopping block who would it be i could see gandalf actually dying okay and i could see uh aragorn dying Okay. So everyone's in love with him. <laughs> I feel like romantic leads die a lot. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, or, I guess I could see Frodo dying to like save everybody else. That's fair. Yep. Uh, oh, now I can see everybody dying. It's like no one dies or ever. It's like I can see Gollum dying. I don't know. The domino effect like, of everybody going yeah. down. <laughs> I 
could see reasons for different people. Well, now that I've planted that seed, do you want to do you want to make a prediction? If anybody, if you think everybody's safe, or you think anybody's going to go? Okay. Orc number three hundred and seventy four. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of like casualties of hordes of (laughs) faceless beings. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, okay. I'll say Gollum dies. I'll say Gandalf dies. I mean, Saruman will probably die, right? Because he's the bad guy. Did he already die? No, right? <laughs> No, you leave two towers. He was trapped at the top of the okay. one tower and I didn't guard. I could see me being like, this person's going to die. You'd be like, he died the first movie. <laughs> Just let you run with it until it finally dawns Honestly, on you. Honestly, really hard realize. for me to keep track of everybody. I feel the same way when I watch a Game of Thrones sometimes. I'm like, wait, who is that person? At least that's a TV show, so it goes over many episodes. <laughs> Uh, that's it. I'll also say those people. Alright, so Gollum, Gandalf, uh, did you say Aragorn? Yeah, and Saruman. There's <laughs> too many okay. people. But one of them will probably die, right? So I'll get some. I'll get you'll get, yeah, you're gonna have credit. Okay. See what, Excellent. See you definitely don't you have are. to devote a whole podcast to be watching the last movie. I could just come on for like a segment. <laughs> oh no, we're making it a whole thing. <laughs> Even if it's 20 minutes, that's fine. We'll keep, okay. We can keep it short. We'll just keep it with, you know, how close were you with your with your predictions? Who do you still hate? Did you actually like anybody? Did you like the movie? And we'll we'll leave it at that. Okay. I say that now, but then I'll probably come up with like 20 other questions between now and then. I'm going to take better notes next time. Yeah, don't lose your piece of paper a week later. <laughs> I put it in my phone. It's just that my phone's really far away. Okay. <laughs> it's it's on the table moments. across the room. <laughs> it's probably, that's actually true. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, any other final thoughts? Last stuff, or we'll close it down. Nothing. This won't come out before the election. I would say everybody should vote on Tuesday. <laughs> this will not come out that quickly. I hope you voted is better. Like, yeah, yeah. I hope you voted. <laughs> Hopefully, everybody got their sticker. Hellscape we're currently in. <laughs> okay about. <laughs> Hopefully, we're in a better world by the time this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Alright, so if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show. You can find us on Google Play as well. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, search Bright Guy Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Bright Guy Super Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Or you can email us, Friends at gmail.com or tweet us on Twitter at Friends there. Which... I finally figured out how to add that to my phone so I can actually get notifications for the Twitter account now. So, oh shit. Feel free to tweet us. I will actually I'm going to blow now. that shit up all day long. <laughs> uh, on behalf of Steph, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.